Hey everybody, welcome to episode 126 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy Duresta. Hello, I'm back. Hello, you're back. We also have David Picciuto. I barely made it here. I couldn't find my headphones. Oh. There's just boxes of crap everywhere. Are you, are you moved yet? Is that what's going on? No, you're moving. Oh, uh, we move on Sunday. Really? Mm. Yeah. Shop stays, but the rest of the house goes. Wow, it's exciting. Yeah. So, how, how much do you have packed? Uh, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> that that yeah. was a long silence. <laughs> yeah, we are so far behind, and a couple of wrenches have been thrown at me. So, we today's Tuesday. We normally record on Mondays. No, I'm not, this is not a diss on you, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so um, so this kind of it kind of messes up the the schedule for today. But then next week is Fourth of July. And Eric is like, so Tuesday is the 4th of July. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So when are we going to film? And so it turns out we're going to film tomorrow for next week's project. Ooh. And then sometime I got to edit this podcast and then pack and ugh. 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 Got to make ugh. a shield to protect you from all those wrenches that are being thrown at you. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good project you could do tomorrow. <laughs> a, re- a wrench shield. Wrench shield. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's uh, we're also moving on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Really? At least the mi- yeah. Oh, is it like a second truckload? Mi- yeah, the second and probably the biggest truckload of stuff for us. So all of my shop and office stuff, and then whatever else we can fit in there. So I'm with you, man. It's like packing, but still having to live. You know, can't pack everything until the last minute. Do you guys feel that there's going to be a lapse? Because I'm at a point now where I'm like, I'm a couple weeks behind. I've already, I'm already three days late on my vlog just because I traveled. And and now today all day long, I'm moving all day tomorrow. I'm still moving. I'm down to the wire. Now i got to kind of clean and sweep and decide what gets really thrown right in the garbage. So I'm wondering, like, between, once you guys are totally in between, you know, living here and tools are there. And do you think that's going to be much longer than you expect or less than you expect oh i think it's going to be much longer than i expect i think it's going to make things not impossible but a little bit more tough and so i might try to do like real quick little projects that can be done in a couple hours and then edit it in a couple hours we'll see i do have a couple of videos that need to be edited so i I think i'm safe for the next like two or three weeks and i won't miss any videos but i've i've gotten way out of my two videos a week schedule i just i can't get back to that and i think it's going to be a while before i can get back to that yeah i'm with you i i have a video for this week that's shot and not finished editing i have next week's shot and not edited and then today i threw together like one i had like three hours before we recorded i got projects but i i'm with you there's going to be like a lapse it's just not going to be for a little while like i've got enough built up but as soon as we get to the new house we have to start renovation so Mm. um and that will be content but it's not going to be fast content Mm. you know that's the problem with doing like a room makeover is that it takes a long time yeah to get your beauty shots it's almost like they sit on the computer forever until you get your beauty shots Unless you yeah, just it's like, you vlog about them and then you can talk about them as you go. I'll, yeah, I'm going to do probably a combination of both, but you know that's main channel and second channel stuff, and so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how I balance that. And it's weird, like you know, I got to do a bunch of flooring, a whole bunch of flooring, but you can only show a little bit of that to get the point across. You can't show like 
here's 400 square feet of flooring going down. Well, yeah, time lapse is cool. Operation 300 times. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, you know, whatever, two days worth of work that you right. crunch down into 10 30. seconds or whatever. Yep. Nine, so nine you know i've seen plenty of videos where people are doing woodbreaking and they show the full 10 minutes of sanding and the 15 minutes of table saw cutting <laughs> but are those good videos i don't want to say how i feel about them <laughs> you're talking about me <laughs> no not you <laughs> your videos are quick oh, that's uh it's funny it, the way my videos are cut a lot of people think they're watching the entire sanding process and the entire, you know, 30 screw holes mm. and or whatever. They think that's what they're watching. I just did an interview with, uh, it's going to be on NPR, and I don't know when, but I did an interview. It's about video YouTube stuff, and a friend of a friend recommended got me involved in the article. And the interviewer kept saying that. He's like, well, you show every little detail. And I didn't. I said, yeah, well, I, I try and edit out some <laughs> of the stuff. But he's like, no, no, I think I've watched every single screw you've put in. Like, yeah. <laughs> if that's what he thinks he's watching, that's fine, you know. That's what I want people That's to think. Yeah, it's funny. There's definitely an illusion to the videos. When you edit it down to like a five or ten minute video, it makes it look pretty easy, and you don't see all the little, all the little mishaps and dropping this and dropping that and making the wrong cut and. Yeah. Yeah. What's really weird is like the project that I did today. It from start to finish, like coming up with the idea to finishing it, every single shot that I needed, the talking to the camera, everything was an hour and a half. Hmm. And that video will probably end up, the final product will probably be the same length as the one I did last week. Well, the one that will be out this week, which is like a piece of furniture. And it's it took three solid days of filming and building. And, you know, it's like way bigger, a lot more work. But when the edit gets all down to it, it's going to be about the same which is mm-hmm. just kind of weird it's kind of kind of disappointing <laughs> in one you know what i mean because like the the big work that you put in doesn't really get shown off in the same way mm-hmm. at scale but anyway i'm i'm looking forward to um getting into the new shop and building some stuff in the new shop it's kind of weird doing my final projects today like at a live stream tomorrow that'll actually probably be the last thing in the current oh, shop wow yeah so that's gonna be kind of weird I feel I feel emotional for you. I don't even know why. <laughs> I'm totally done in the shop. I think the last thing I made was that leather briefcase, that leather tool case. There's nothing I can do in there now except sweep the floor. Everything's out. Like I had to bring the toolbox I typically carry in my truck. I'm going to use that to dismantle my saw stop, which is the last machine I'm going to move. You mean your Festool? Uh, no, no, not my saw stop. I mean, did Festool I say Festool bought saw stop? Oh, did they? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, I think it was announced yesterday or something like um, that no kidding yeah that's oh. interesting oh that's awesome yeah. and then i got a, i got an email today from matt howard i'm gonna get my my brand new like heavy duty saw stop for my upstate shop so now Ooh. i'm gonna be like frank hallworth i'm gonna have two i'm gonna have two table saws you know i'm changing i'm sorry for everybody for them changing i'm gonna have two <laughs> saw stops <laughs> i'm gonna try and like put my foot in one and my hand in the other and make sure they both stop that is a viral video right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to spread out and click, click. Yeah, so that he just emailed me today. I'm getting like the new one. It's like five or seven horsepower with the heavier base. I said, I go, uh-huh. hey, I'm going to be in a new shop. Is there anything you want to show off? And he says, yes, absolutely. And so he <laughs> says, I'll send you a package. I said, okay, cool. And then he emailed me today as I'm taking apart the other one. And he said, what's your address? So I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. Yep. Nice. That's cool. So um, you have that's the only thing left in your old shop, and you have to be out in just a couple of days, right? 
Yeah, but I think uh, nobody's going in and not putting a Ferenc sign up. So it's they just I think they'll give me leniency to clean up. I mean, I know they're not going to want to do it. So if I tell them that I have a little bit more wood to get rid of, some of the guys that work in the system for the for the buildings is going to help me clean up. So once I say that's it, everything else is just garbage. You know, we're going to sweep up really good and just designate an area for just scrap wood. And I have a guy is coming in for all the scrap metal. You know, we save every little cutoff because it could be something. And now I have like thousands of pounds of cutoff. Probably, I probably have about a thousand pounds of metal just in scrap and lengths that are like too long to lean on the wall or that would fit in a bucket, but that are awkward. It's some heavy metal. It is. It is definitely heavy metal. <laughs> I moved it all around today, organized it, so my buddy's going to come and take all that, and that'll be out of my life. And then tons of scrap wood, and, and uh, Jay Rivera from the Bronx is coming tonight. He's going to take some of the plastic, so hopefully he'll take a lot of the scrap that's there. So it's slowly, slowly getting down to just like the dusty floors, and, and that'll be it. Nice. So, awesome. I'm going to leave the tables and stuff because the, the, the supers will use them, so I, I don't have to get all the furniture out, that's, so that's good. I'm leaving the radial arm sore. They're going to find it in a couple thousand years and try and figure out what the hell it was for. <laughs> it's relic. So are you working on any projects in the meantime, then? I have, yeah. I mean, I promised Rockler a video that would, would have been due today, but it's totally not even started. I did buy the material. So, uh, you know, you guys know I just went to Oklahoma, and that was almost like a six-full-day experience, and four of those days of driving. Five days. Literally driving for four full days and hanging out for one. So I got to, like, overlap wow. the evening and the morning. So it felt like two days, so... Uh, on Sunday, I hung out till about one o'clock in in um, Tulsa, and then left and drove till about one in the morning. So I got twelve hours of driving with a good hang in the morning. With uh, I hung out with SV Seeker when I oh, went. Cool. To, yeah, I went to SV Seek Doug's place, and uh, I met Kressel. Kressel invited me actually, and then I also met my buddy Tim, who's not a big he's not a big social media guy, but I Tim makes a thing. Uh, two guys bow ties. Are you guys familiar with them? Oh, yeah. Hello, Tim. Yeah, Tim is uh, on Instagram. He knows you guys. And so I went and hung out with Tim at his – he's got a couple of facilities. He does a couple of side businesses. So he showed me his his processing on his bow ties, his hats, and then he's in a new business venture now, which is pretty cool. He showed me that. And then he and I, he knows Doug. So he's like, oh, let's go over to Doug's because he's only just a couple miles away. So we drove over there together, and that was, uh, you know, the Sunday after the event. But the event itself was good. It was a lot of fun. I know you guys went – this week you guys went to – uh, VidCon. VidCon. Yeah. Uh, I was going to yeah. say the name in reverse. I was going to say ConVid, and I know that wasn't right. Um, so you guys <laughs> went to ConVid, and I went to the Oklahoma <laughs> woodworking show that Nick Ferry and uh, and Ted Alexander put on. And it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. How was VidCon? It was good. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> good. I did notice Casey's, Casey's video today. He said... He he got like introverted to vlog because he looked around them and everybody was looking at themselves in their own camera. Was it was it really like that? Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. He said every yes. so he said he just decided to like hang out and watch instead of just filming himself the whole time. You know? Yeah, yeah. There was a Ferris wheel there this year. If that dis- that should just tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Why too much? Too much? Too big? It's too just, much? It, it's it, it feels like two events. Yeah, happening at the same time to me. In what way? Or maybe it, maybe it should be two events. Like okay, so the Ferris wheel, like in the middle of this big, there's the convention center, and then out in front of it, there's this big walkway, and there's food trucks, and there's like a state, couple stages. You know, they have people play and people 
I don't know what the other people are doing. And there was a Ferris wheel out there. And this entire area is covered in, you know, like 13-year-old kids. And they're all out there screaming at each other and like, oh, there's somebody famous over there. And everybody's got their camera out and there's like a billion selfies happening at the same time. There's that. And that's the same as the bottom floor of the convention center. And then you go up a floor and it's the creators. And the overall number of people drops by 75%. And the age goes up by 10 years. And then the third floor is the industry. And you go up there and the age goes by another 10 years. And it drops to where you, you look around the floor and you see like two people over there, and two people over there. And there's like four people over there meeting, you know. And it's like meetings and corporate stuff. And it's just weird because like as you go down throughout the building, it gets louder and it gets younger and it gets just more chaotic. And it feels like two separate events, like one for fans, one for people who just want to squee about people and then people who actually want to get some information. But Do you get any of that, Bob? Do, like, do people see you and go, oh, my God, this Bob Clackett. No, I mean, I had some people who watched the channel, you know, walk up and talk to me and stuff, but mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, do you get like 13-year-olds is what I'm saying? Oh, no. No, of course not. They don't know. I'm, we're, we're old people, man. They don't know who we are. They're looking at people um, their own age. That's no, what they're I, interested I, in. I know, I know. Well, they, well I, I see what you're saying. Um, it's everybody that I met at the show was, you know, they, they look like me with a they look like me with a beard and a belly. So that's a, <laughs> the meeting of the bellies. And I have a beard and a belly, so everybody looks like me. So... It was uh, yeah. it was a lot of fun. I don't get it. And then it's funny. I either get like guys that look like me, or I get guys that look like me with their young kids. And the young kids are uh-huh. always like shy. And then they walk around. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the day, they get out of their shell a little bit. And then they come back and ask for like a spray stencil yeah. or something. It was it uh-huh. was it was a really nice time. I mean, obviously, I was at an event where it was just about like what we do. You know, if you guys were there, you would have gotten tons of love. Everybody was asking about you, and a lot of people watching. A lot of people listening to the podcast and getting a lot out of all awesome. of us so it's really sweet to hear that yeah the timing was unfortunate that the two events took place at the same time and um you know one of the things that i look forward to at vidcon is the after hours and the talking with the the other the other people the little the little get-togethers and you learn so much uh from the one-on-ones that you get and this oh, year yeah. um because of heightened security it made it a little bit tougher because you couldn't even get into other hotels without proper credentials. Like there was security everywhere. So it was a little harder to meet up with people and we made it happen. Um, and there just seemed to be a lot more people and classrooms were filling up faster. And so I got shut out of a couple of classes because I got there too late. And uh, I, oh, but it was a good experience. I'm glad I went and Debating whether to go on next year or not, but I, I I got some I got some stuff out of it. It just yeah, my expectations were too high this time. Yeah, well, last yeah. year you guys came back with very enthusiastic ideas and very inspired. Is there anything? I mean, I'm sure you got something. Like, can you guys cite anything specific that you might have come away I mean, with this I, time? I think last year the there was one. I mean, there were a lot of things that inspired us, but there was one talk that we went to especially that I think gave us both a whole lot of information. It was about the YouTube algorithm. And it was a guy who's done a bunch of research, and he wrote this paper, and he talked about like what he did and how to work around it and how to use it and all this stuff. And it was good, actionable information. So this year, the same guy had another talk on the same topic, and it was part two. And so I thought, great, here's another you know, like brain dump of a 
bunch of information. It turned out it was basically the same with updated numbers. And so it, you know, that was like right off the bat, my expectation was I'm going to go away with a whole bunch of new knowledge. And I didn't, um, there were some that were good. There were some talks that were helpful and gave some information, but overall I'm, I'm with David. It was like far more about the after hours getting to meet people and hang out with people and talk and like share stories and figure out ideas and stuff. The talks themselves felt, it felt like there were fewer of them this year. I'm not sure if that's actually true or not, but it felt like it. Um, and it felt like the ones that we, that I went to anyway, were a little fluffy and didn't have a whole lot of meat to them. Like mm-hmm. one of them was from, uh, it was Facebook put it on and then right after Instagram put one on and they were talking in the descriptions, they were like, you know, Facebook video, like, and how it's going to affect creators moving forward. So I'm thinking like, cool, they're actually going to give us some stuff, like how to use Facebook in a way that makes us money. And the whole thing was just a marketing Hey, we're Facebook. We like you. We want you to tell stories. <laughs> did you? Did they teach you how to and steal you, videos? And, yeah, and, and well, they and they a couple <laughs> times said things like, "And soon we're going to enable it so that creators can make can monetize their stories that they're telling." And I'm like, "Okay, great. Here comes the information." And then they would just move on to something else. I'm like, "Come on, man! Like, you're just stringing people along as a marketing ploy." And I don't know. The Instagram basically did the same thing. They showed off how these certain video creators or certain, I don't even know what they are. These people who are really popular on Instagram. Look, these people are really popular on Instagram. There was no information of how they got to be that way, what they did to build the following or to spread their whatever. And they all fit within a very specific demographic and content type. And there was actually a guy at the end that stood up and said like, everybody you showed up there is like within five years of each other age wise, they're all targeting the same people. What about the rest of us? Like, uh-huh. How do we use this platform? And they didn't have a good answer. And so I felt like that was a lot of the sentiment towards a lot of the talks that I went to were very just like you're targeting. And I'm not saying anything bad about any group of creators or anything like that. That's not the point. But I think a lot of people, a lot of companies there and a lot of talks were targeting a certain age group, a certain look, a certain type of content, and didn't really seem to have any information about anything else. <laughs> what <laughs> age we group? all fall, we what all fall group? into that anything else. Uh, you know, a good twenty years younger than us, mm-hmm. at least. That would mean know. thirty years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, it, it was good. I, I had a good time. I think David said one time it was about a day too long, and I totally agree with that. It's like a little bit long. But I guess the expectation for me was, you know, I would be getting a bunch of information, and I would get to hang out with people. Turned out I just got to hang out with people, and I got a little bit of information. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I, I yeah. approached Oklahoma on the evening of the first day. I got there late because I just had a – I drove – I drove to Louisville, so that was uh, 800 miles, and then I drove um, another another 600 miles the next day. So I, it was a 1,400 mile straight in one direction. So I got there Wait. that evening, and so. Uh, <clears throat> but when I yeah, can you explain what the event is and oh, yeah. where it was and what it was called for people who might oh, not know? Okay, yeah, sure. So it was called uh, the Skyatuck, which is where it was in Skyatuck, Oklahoma, a video woodworkers event. Or, or the Wood Show. We it was the most gener- generic name. I know Nick Ferry was trying to come up with a good name, and we were joking about Woodstock, Wood this, and it just 
the Wood Show, and that's when when we drove into the when I drove into the fairgrounds. It just there was signs that said the Wood Show, and we followed these arrows all the way to the campgrounds. So Nick Nick got it in his mind. He said we, we've done these shows in Kansas City, and there was a Cincinnati show I didn't go to, but. When we all get together, we have all these cool machines around us, and we can't really use them because we make too much of a mess. And the, the guy with the sawmill takes up a parking spot outside, and like one person goes and watches them, you know. So these guys came up with the idea: of, let's let's have an event where people can drive up with their truck, bring a chunk of wood, slab it up while we're there, hang out, maybe chisel it, maybe router it, maybe chainsaw it. And so there was all this event happening out in the open, in a in a campground in Skyatook, Oklahoma. And there was a lot of demonstration going on, a lot of machines, a lot of electric, some welding, some grinding, and all this type of stuff that would have been much more restricted inside of an event, inside of a housing, you know. And so, and the other thing is that we camped. You know, I ended up sleeping in my car the first night just because it was so off the beaten path when I finally got there at about 9 o'clock just to see and say hello to everybody initially. I was like, I'm not going back out into the, you know, into the town to try and find it. Because it's a small town. There's like two hotels, and I was like, maybe 20 miles away from them. So I was like, I'm just going to stay here. I slept in my car. But we ended up hanging out all night, which was the, which is really the, the good part about it is that we ended up hanging out. I got there at nine. Nobody decided to like break up and go to sleep until like two thirty three in the morning. Till then, Jay Bates was there. Jay was building a table, uh, a workbench. We all kind of chipped in on working on Jay's workbench. And, and I slept in my car the next morning. I woke up at about eight and got myself together, put on some clothes. It began to get hot right away. And then people started showing up. And I literally talked all day long. I, I did not stop talking. And I walked around the show. I met so many people, so many beautiful, wonderful people. And a lot of demonstrations. There was a, a bandsaw sawmill and a chainsaw sawmill. You'll see them in the, in the vlog. But it was nice to talk to both of those guys, Ted, and then the other guy whose name I, I don't recall. But he, he was really cool telling me about the difference between a chainsaw mill and People were bringing all kinds of slabs of wood. I left with a truck full of slabs of wood. Jake has a piece of pecan, then I have the other half of that. And um, it was great. And, you know, just all ha us hanging out and, you know, just sharing ideas. And I met a lot of guys. I met a guy named George, who's a, who's a CNC expert in the wood world. And he, he, he gave me some insight on some new CNC companies that are about. And uh, it was great. It, I, the one thing I learned above and beyond was that I need to get more organized. I met a guy named Charlie who makes this company called Fantasy Dice and he he credited me which was uh, which was an honor because this guy has his existence so dialed in. He makes dice for Dungeons and Dragons. He makes these beautiful dice out of exotic woods and they're lasered with inlaid gold and stuff. And mm. he has his system so dialed in. He had half of his factory there in his spot and he was making dice all day long out of exotic woods. And he, he gave me some real good insight into organizing and getting like your own little manufacturing thing going. And then, um, again, Tim wasn't showing at the show. He came and then the next day I went and visited his factory and I got the same, the same insight from him is that I just need to get my stuff more organized. And now once the move is over, that's going to be my goal is to try and organize the ice pick production, organize some new products that I'm going to try and make myself. And of course, uh, upgrade my video production. But it was really good, just hanging out and fire. Someone was playing the guitar, and I got to meet a lot of young video creators that are just starting, and you know, guys with young channels, guys that I met a couple months ago in Atlanta, and you know, it's like we're all old friends already, and it's 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 really really nice. And you know, you guys you guys were ever present the entire time. Your names came up almost you know, minute to mm -hmm. minute. You know, everyone just talking about you guys and and everybody. You know, everybody in the community. So it was it was a lot of fun. 
I, I really was. It was a lot more fun than I expected because I'm like, oh, I just hope it doesn't rain. You know, I'm cranky. <laughs> I, I drove so far and I'm like, oh, as I pull up, I'm like, is it over? I hope it's not over. I still see trailers here. I didn't even know like when it ended, when it started. Because everybody got there a few days before me because they had a setup. A lot of guys came with trailers full of tools and lathes to do stuff and make things. And uh, I didn't honestly have the time to even think about to like pack tools. I just brought old tools to give away. So I brought a lot of stuff to give away from my, my new spot. After the move, I had a lot of things I don't need. So I gave away a lot of tools. I gave away, I sold a lot of ice picks. I gave away a lot of stencils. And uh, other guys had stuff to make, but they spent a lot of time talking. I spent the whole day talking, but talking and meeting and shaking hands. And it was hard to make something while you're busy talking and shaking hands and answering questions about your YouTube channel. So everybody had really big intentions, but they had a difficult time completing projects because there were so many people that I talked to. It was a really good sure. turnout, and I think I missed the first day, so it sounded like the first day was a good turnout. And right away at the end of the day, everyone's like, okay, where is it going to be next year? And they want to try and do it in upstate New York next year, so they kind of leaned oh. on me to try and find a venue. So I have a couple of ideas. It's always a good feeling when you leave those events and you're, like you said, you're inspired to do this and that, and it brings brings back some of that energy. I do have... You know, I said a lot of negative things about VidCon, but I do have a lot of things that I want to do, and it helps kind of refuel me and and get me back into into production mode and and think about things that I haven't been thinking about, you know, for a while as far as like YouTube optimization and website stuff and Facebook video and all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, I definitely got some stuff, good stuff out of it as well. I mean, I was motivated. I think just the comparison of last year was the, the thing that I was trying to point out. I certainly wasn't trying to be negative about VidCon. I think for me, like the move is just, it's taking up like 90% of my brain. So yeah. it's hard for me to feel super motivated about, you know, planning or preparing work stuff when I'm thinking so hard about, you know, like in what order do we need to work on the house so that we can yeah. live in it? There's so many things that have things to happen around. before your to-do list. And, you know, your YouTube yeah. to-do list is the one thing. And everything between now and that first project is yeah. smooth. Yeah. And we're all going and like, through. And, like, getting the shop in place. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I can drag everything in there, but I can't make anything. <laughs> yeah. You know? I got to, like, it's got to be in at least kind of the right place or in a way that's usable. I got to make sure there's power where I need it and stuff like that. And those are things I can't really figure out till I get there. Hey, let me um, let me ask so. you guys something. I, I I I the older I get, the lazier I get. When someone says, "Hey, I'm going to send you a brand new saw stop," I'm like, "That's amazing!" And then at the second later, I'm like, "Oh, it's going to come with like a truck full of packaging. I'm going to cut <laughs> open the box. And I got to open. I got to throw away twenty pounds of blow foam. I gotta, oh, I got to make sure I save every bolt and put it together right. Like that in my like that's such a downer. Is having to put these things together every time i get a big machine i'm like Ugh, it's impossible how to put that generator together it's I, I, if i don't do it now it's going to sit in pieces for weeks spent the whole day putting it together um i have to take my other saw stop apart now to get it out of the basement on the old deltas you used to be able to take the entire deck off the middle and the both side leaves and the rails that carry the 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 t-square do you guys happen to know, have you taken your saw stop apart? Because when it comes, the, that middle leaf, sorry, my little doggy's whining, that middle leaf hey, is attached. Does that middle leaf have to come, does it have to stay on? Um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't, 
It, it, it comes attached? Yeah, I, yeah I, mine came attached. Yeah, oh. the middle leaf is on the saw. And like I said, yeah. if it, there's four bolts under that. I can just take off those four bolts and the entire thing will come off, I think. I don't know if mm. there's any electronics attached to it. I, I, I can't imagine there would be. But I'm thinking maybe they just send the leaves on the side. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like when I got the machine, I opened it up and I bolted the left leaf on and the right leaf on and then the railings mm-hmm. that carry the, the square. Yeah. And now all I want to do is just take the four bolts and take all three things off at the same time and keep them all locked together with the rails and everything so I don't have to take everything apart. Because if I take the leaves off, i got to take the rails off. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be a heavy top. I mean, the top of that thing all put together is a oh, lot of weight. It, it, so. it is. I'd rather be, be, you know, between me and a couple of my strongmen around me, I, I'd rather move that than take out all those screws and run the risk of mm. losing them. And, and Yeah. Well, I got to do mine on like Thursday, so I'll let you know. Well, I'm doing mine tonight, so I'll <laughs> oh, let you know. Okay, let me know. <laughs> I will let you guys know. I didn't know if you had there taken you those apart yet. But yeah, that's, no, not yet. that's I just don't want to take the rails off. I'm just being lazy. You know? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about expectations a little bit. So it sounds like we both had certain expectations going into, or all three of us had yeah. them, going into the two different events. Yours worked out to be better than your expectations. Yeah. And ours worked about be out. A little less than our expectations. Yeah. Um, I mean, and like, what do you think about that? Is that fair to go into an event, you know, with an expectation of how it's going to go or, or what you're going to get out of it? I think it's human. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I knew the undertaking and I knew, like, as the funniest thing is, I drove in to this event. They, Ted, Ted Alexander lives in that neighborhood and he's the one who found this park and and it seemed to be between him and Nick trying to organize it. They found that this would be like the easiest one to deal with, like the easy, the least amount of red tape, because they did still did have to get insurance and food and you know trash and police and all the stuff that goes along with trying to hold a public event. And it's I got uh, Sean Stone. I got to town and Sean Stone texted me the the final address, and I got there, and he goes, "Oh, go past the baseball fields." And so the signs are stuck in the ground. They, they, they're like little wires, and it says wood show that way. And I followed the signs, and one of them had blown and twisted. And so I thought, <laughs> like, okay, so follow the sign that way. And I turned, and I drove into this, like, maybe like one-acre-sized pebble driveway. It was, like a, it was like the community baseball fields and playgrounds. But behind all of that was the real field. But I drove into this little pebble driveway, and I drove to the end, and I made a U-turn, and there was not one person there. I was like... Is this it? Am, did I did I really miss it? I kind of had the suspicion. I was like so late that I missed it. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I drove all the way here to this empty parking lot. I said this can't be it. <laughs> so I drove back and I looked at the sign. I'm like, wait, if the sign wasn't twisted, it would still be facing the wrong way. And I, I was totally confused. And then at the at the very end, I saw a gate, like a closed gate with a lock hanging on it. And I remember Sean Stone said something about a lock. And so I drove all the way up there. And then, like, just around the bend, I saw all the campers. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in the right spot. But for <laughs> one second, I was like, I just drove 30 hours, and I missed it, and nobody told me. <laughs> like, I didn't hear from Nick. I didn't hear from anybody. Like, they, they, they didn't even say, like, how come you're not here yet? We're about to close up. <laughs> but I, obviously, I was just – the sign was misinforming me. But when I saw everybody hanging out, and they, they like, we saved you hamburgers, it was, it was really sweet. It was a lot of fun. Mm. I met a whole group think, of new people, like new young YouTubers that that uh, I, you know I never would have met unless we all got together in the same spot. You know, yeah. And and just I, like you guys find you, you meet people 
and you're like, oh, you're the guy whose meme is the dog. Like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Right. Like, you know, somebody you've been talking to for, you know, a couple of years, you finally see their face and like, oh my God, like I know you very well. I'm surprised like I just didn't even know what you look like, you know? Right. So there was a lot of that, which was cool. I think any time where you have a time and money commitment, uh, there's going to be high expectations. Like, because, you know, you buy the ticket to the events and you fly out there and you're away from family and work for four days, you're going to have high expectations. Yeah. You're going to at least want to get a certain amount of stuff out of it. Well, you know what? I mean, when it, it, when I was driving there, sure. yeah, when I was driving there, I was like close to Cleveland and I thought to myself, oh, wow, I'm only like 20 miles away from Lincoln Welding. I was like, oh, if I go there, that's going to put me in Louisville at like midnight. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm here now. I called Craig. Craig said, come on over. Oh, my, I can't believe you're in town. Hung out with Craig for 45 minutes. It was perfect. We talked about some business. He showed me around the plant for a few minutes. I got to see some new stuff. We talked about a few new projects. It was the perfect stop off. And so hmm. like, if, if, if I got nothing but that out of it, that face-to-face, I got to meet a couple of his associates and some of his bosses. And you know, they all talked about uh, how happy they are with the, the YouTube presence as far as Lincoln Welding. And you know my contribution, so that was worth it. So that was just a cup. That was like an hour before I got. That was just an hour excursion on my way to Louisville the first night. And then I saw my my close friend Bobby in Louisville. We spent some time together, which is always good. And then once I was actually in Oklahoma, I, I made that. Ex- I was like, you know what? I wanted to just wake up and hit the road immediately. But I went and hung out with Tim, which was really rewarding. And I got to meet SV Seeker, and there was a couple of guys there that I got to meet hanging out and working with him. And, and I was so happy that I did that. It, like Just those couple things, even without the event, it made the, the drive and, and going all the way out there worth the trip. So hmm. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it worked out where you also had a good event that you went to, but, you know, maybe even uh, just, just being open to to other experiences on a trip like that or at an event that you're not really expecting, but that are probably all around you the whole time. I mean, I know David and I both got to hang out with a lot of other YouTube people uh, that we wouldn't ever get to see in any other place. You know, we wouldn't ever get to sit down and have pizza with these people in any other place. And whether we were expecting that or not, those were really good times and good conversations and good memories that, you know, had they were like ancillary to the actual thing that we went to, yeah. but they're still really valuable. So, yeah, expectations are tough. I mean, it's it's hard not to, and it kind of gives you a little bit of a clue into why people act the way they act in YouTube comments. Yeah. <laughs> it does me anyway. Um, you know, granted, they don't have the uh, time and money commitment. You know. Well, did you see um, the, the, the it justifies it? I didn't notice. It. I didn't know this was a big. I watched the video and Casey's video about him going to France and being the summertime Samsung thing, and I was like, oh, that's kind of odd. He made it into a uh, commercial. That's cool. And then I didn't realize it was such a big deal until I watched Philly D talk about how mad people got about it. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. Nick, uh, Casey Neistat did this video about summertime, and it was him. It was like a little. It had a weird tone because he kind of did this like amped up voice over over and it sounded a little awkward talking about his summertime fantasy and it showed him and Jesse driving around with a couple of girls that were not their wives and everyone's like oh what are these guys like were they acting like it was kind of weird and then at the end it said the whole video was shot on a Samsung phone so it was a Samsung ad shot and Mm. everybody got mad because they expected it to be a vlog and it wasn't a vlog so people's expectations got kind of shook and Mm -hmm. so were they entertained 
Did it no, they were mad. People like the 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 gut reaction was, "I'm mad. I was just duped. I just watched a commercial." So if Casey opened the episode with saying, "This is a commercial for Samsung. Look at this beautiful video we shot on the phone," and then went into it, everybody would be like, "Oh, okay. I expect that this is an ad. Is what you just told me." But they expected hmm. it to be one of his vlogs, and it didn't say. You know how we all have to. We're all told by our advertising clients, "You must say this is an advertisement. This is a product placement." None of that existed in the ad, except at the mm. very end, it said everything you just watched was shot on a on a on a Samsung phone. So there isn't there lies the expectations. How you, you know. You, you develop this camaraderie with your audience and, and the people that follow you and you know, they have a certain expectation and yeah. when you go outside that or, or they just people I know I did and, and I didn't care I didn't get upset at all I was like oh that's interesting that was a commercial I just watched kind of an odd way of going about it but whatever you know Casey's going to do a thousand other videos in the next year so she's just another one but people yeah. I'm unsubscribing from you I feel cheated you know so it's like well, that's a, that brings up something. Have you guys ever made a video that didn't meet the expectations of the major part of your audience? We got a lot every of, video I've ever made. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you 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 get a lot of love, and then you also get a lot of a, a lot of hate a lot or of negativity. But is there any one particular video that stands out? I the one video that I remember is I made a hammer with like a handle. This is a couple back years, a couple years now. I made a hammer with a handle clip on the side, and everyone's like, "Oh, that your hand's gonna have a hole worn in it if you use that." So I made this little like answer video where I just hammered Duresta into a big block of wood with, like, it was almost like 120 nails that spelled out Duresta. And mm. oh my god, people, like, oh boy, that was the biggest waste of time I ever saw. But it was only like it was like three or four minutes long. It was like one of the first shortest videos I'd ever done, and uh, and it was funny. Uh, Steve Ramsey wrote to me privately, and he's like. He said, yeah, because you can't do too many of those too often. People get mad at you when you just make like a senseless video. Mm. <laughs> and it was just to show how the hammer worked. And it, it was almost like like now if because I'm vlogging, it would just be like – I would speed it up to be like a 30-second thing in a vlog. But I made it into a four-minute video of me hammering nails. So people got mad at that. It's still on. Mm, it's yeah. still on the channel. It was the most dislikes I'd ever gotten. So mm. it, it hurt a little bit. I was like, ooh, wow, I guess I need to, I need to manage people's expectations. I got to – really take a close look and do what they expect bob i i i could be wrong but i want to i i have this memory of you doing a video maybe a year or two ago and the full thing was a was it a paid product review am i thinking of you or somebody Uh, else i don't i've never had a paid product review i don't think or an overview okay i mean i've done some like overviews of things that were paid and but i see the Okay, so my my approach to this is to title things differently. So in my channel, I try to create branded shows <clears throat> so that when somebody sees the branding of that show, they understand the expectation. So like my normal project videos are the thing that, you know, happens every week. And then I have like Maker 101. And the reason that that is called Maker 101 is so when somebody sees that title or sees that thumbnail, they know that it's going to be different. I also have Crash Test, which is like product review and hmm. overview stuff. And same thing there. When they see that word Crash Test, they should know the expectation should be set through that title that this is not a project. This is me talking about a product that's, you know, I, I've gotten for free or I bought or whatever. Um, and so I try to kind of get around that natural expectation. And when people see a project video, they think the next one's going to be a project. I'll try to get around that by titling things and branding things in a way that 
hmm. kind of resets their expectation for that particular video. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, you know, a lot of people, when I put one of those out, they're usually in addition to my normal content, but when I put it out, people are like, oh, why don't you ever make projects anymore? Yeah. Like You mean like last Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> totally the same thing. It's like, stop talking. So, I get that all the time. Stop talking, make yeah, something. I'm, I'm like, I put a video up yesterday. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of strange, and I, I think maybe that speaks to something entirely differently. But um, to your original question, I did have, I've had a couple of sponsored videos where the brand said like we have a material that we want you to use in a project. So I had to come up with a project to use a specific material, which does make it a little less authentic. But at the same time, I'm still coming up with the project. I'm still coming up with the use for a material. And there was one, one time with a, a, a insulation company, <clears throat> and they had this sound baffling insulation. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I do a lot of recording. I can make a little, you know, baffling unit to put around my microphone, like a wraparound thing. And it wasn't something that I needed. It wasn't something that really anybody needs, given your room. But it was like, hey, here's a thing I can do with that product just to show what it does. And I wasn't really feeling it. But it was money, and it was a decent project that somebody else might find useful. And so I made that one, and I got a lot of flack for it. Um, not hate or anything, but, you know, there were a lot of, of like, this seems unlike you, or this, this seems like a weird choice, or, like, I wouldn't have done it that way. I'm not sure why you chose to use this particular material. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like why, why did you use that brand of insulation in this thing? And the answer was because they paid me to use it and make a project around it. But right. was so that present in the beginning? Like, that. like did you present it like that or did you oh, just Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always really clear about that yeah. this is sponsored by so and so and I think that when I even started it with like it's sponsored by this company and I'm going to use their product in this project. So here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Um yeah, I try to be really upfront about the sponsorship stuff. But you know, I think sometimes people can can see when uh, a situation like that is not it's not like I came up with a project and then went and found a sponsor to get, to give me what I needed to do the project. It was flipped around, and I think that played a little bit, hmm. you know. So yeah. I try to be really careful about not doing that type of thing anymore, even though it was well intentioned. I mean, it's not like I was trying to pull anything over on anybody, but yeah, I got a situation so. like that. I got to make a Dewalt video, and they have these these saw blades that that last twice as long, so I have to cut into material that has nails and stuff in it. So. It's going to be obviously clear that it's a commercial, and now that I'm talking about it, the, the ten people that listen to this that watch my YouTube channel are going to know that it's going to be an ad. But I have to go find material that's going to make a good example for using these saw blades that can cut through metal and wood at the same time. I have an idea. Yeah, um, you should take that board that you nailed in Duresta. Oh yeah, <laughs> cut, cut through that oh, with your saw blades. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Get a idea. nice call back to that old video too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That actually, that is a very good idea. Because if I cut it halfway, <laughs> it would say Duresta on the front and the halfway through mm-hmm. point in a different Ooh. way. Oh wow! All right, thank you. Mm. Yeah, sure. Oh, the I'll gears send are turning. Send you commission. Only ten percent. Yeah. I'll send you free saw blade. They send me like thirty. <laughs> oh, nice. I'll send you one. There you go. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's interesting, Bob, that you have. Uh, branding and, and titles for your different types of videos because setting expectations for my audience is not something I think about a whole lot 
where I, I just I put out the videos and and once in a while I, I change the format and then I will get either positive or negative feedback or usually both. But uh, I've never really thought about setting expectations for my audience too much. Yeah, I, I have two I, title things that I do the same thing with. I, I mean, I think about that type of stuff way more than I need to. I, I'm, I can fully admit that. No, but, but I think I think it's smart because you 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 know you're setting a category without having to have three or four different channels. I mean, that's why I, my vlogs yeah. always has a number in it, which is the sequential number that it is. And then when I repost, so this is I do that as one. And then when I do my old reposting videos from my old client channels, I always say explicit warning: this is an old video. And I'll leave that in parentheses after the title for maybe two weeks, and then I'll go back in and I'll slowly delete them. But that's mm. just so like the first two weeks, people will see it and go, why have I seen this before? And, and then they always say, what, you run out of ideas? Why, I don't understand why you're reposting all videos. And then everybody jumps on them and says, you see, he sells these videos. So, you know, my fans all defend me. So <laughs> you know, he sells yeah. these other channels, then he gets to put them back on his channel. And then some people that are snarky, they'll go, oh, that makes perfect sense. I didn't realize it. I'm sorry that I opened my mouth. But they can't help themselves. And I say, <laughs> they go, why do you do this? I got this into my feed. Why did I click on this? I saw this five years ago. Uh, the title says, old video. So I'm sorry that yeah. I made you waste three seconds of your life. Well, I, the reason like I do that type of thing, it's born out of... Um, just like experience of like putting up a video and seeing the same, I mean, I do this a lot now that I think about it. So when I put up a video and I get a lot of the same question underneath it, you know, like a whole bunch of times then on the next video, I'm thinking, how can I pre answer that question so that I don't have to answer it a million times. Mm -hmm. And so I've found that a lot of the things, this is kind of related. A lot of the things that I say to the camera at like at the beginning or at the end of a video are me trying to, trying to figure out, like, what is it that people are going to say over and over and over in the comments? What are they going to ask about over and over and over? And then address that in my speech to so I don't have to deal with it over and over and over in the comments, right? Um, and the same thing came out, like, the, the titles and the thumbnails and stuff came out of that as well. If I put up a, a product review, because I think I built a 3D printer, and it wasn't really a project, because I bought the 3D printer, but it was still kind of like I was putting something together... And I got a bunch of questions about, like, is this a review or is this a project? Like, I'm confused because it's kind of both. It's kind of, you know. And I did the same thing with, like, the X car of the first video I got. And so that let me know, like, I need to be a little more clear ahead of time so that they know what they're expecting. And so uh, some of the different branding things came out of that type of thing. Me trying to, <laughs> me being lazy, I guess. Me trying to not have to answer a whole bunch of comments about the same thing. So, but like I said, I, I know that I think through all that stuff a little bit more than I probably need to. Well, that's not being lazy. That's just anticipating the questions you're going to get, and yeah. you're 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 feeling the need for those questions to be answered. So. Yeah. Another trick there that's related to that that's come up lately is that you can pin comments now, mm -hmm. and so I'll watch my the comments in my videos when I first put them up, the first hour or so, and anything that's that comes up a bunch, I'll answer it in a comment and then pin that comment to the top of the I I'm, I'm using that feature wrong and I know it but I will pin uh, uh, I shouldn't even talk about this I will pin <laughs> a bad comment of somebody like calling me out or saying I'm an idiot and just let the other people like eat away at that guy until 
he deletes his comments. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh, done man. this three times now, and I know it's wrong, but it's so fun to see hmm. to see people stand up for me. Uh, I'm not going to do it pe- anymore. I think people will stand up for you regardless, but you know yeah. that's like dragging somebody into the the town square. Yeah, I'm like, shaming them. I shouldn't do that. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm better than that. Yeah. I apologize to myself. <laughs> now forgive yourself. You guys get along. <laughs> um, uh, you guys got anything else about expectations or anything else along these lines? I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah. I, are you I, guys? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, are you guys feeling that you're meeting your own expectations? I don't. I think I need to work a little bit harder. Why do you say what, that? Yeah, in what way? Uh, I just, I wish I could put out more videos more often. It's Right now, I'm just so disorganized. It's hard. And, and meeting, uh, you know, seeing Tim's organization and how it is and then Charlie's stuff at the Fantasy Dice and just seeing and, and hearing his conversation and, you know, him saying it. He goes, because look, I wasn't born this way. I got this way by trial and error. And uh, I just need to get out of my own way, honestly, and just manage my time more. But I... I'm feeling that it's only temporary because I started moving in January and that's when I'm on like this like kind of long graduated slope of not getting good content out and you know slowly not answering emails on time and that kind of stuff. So I think once I'm settled, I'm looking forward to getting back into a normal routine and like I'm never in my shop for like two days in a row. I'm like hit there in the morning and the next day I'm upstate and you know right now my shop is upstate. Uh, but I don't know, you know, basically after all this moving and, and I'll be up there in a few hours and I'll be organizing and I'll be back in the city tomorrow organizing the mess that's here. So it's just a, it, it's, it's only just a couple of more days temporarily and then I'll be able to make some good content. I have some really good ideas. You know, a lot of people have said, you know, your, your content, you're not getting the views you were getting. Your content is not great. I'm like, I'm doing the best I can with the time that I have mm-hmm. in yeah. between everything else. And so that's why I just... Well, just the- just the travel time yeah. lately has got to be. I mean, that's eating a huge amount of your week just in the car. Yeah, and you can't be that productive. You know. Well, that's why. I mean, I honestly only drive in, in the middle of the night. I leave here at midnight, get up there at two in the morning, three in the morning, get up at like nine or ten in the morning, and then go to work, and then leave there at one midnight, and get here. So I, that's easy. I mean, so. I consider, like, if I usually, if, like, the average person sleeps eight hours, I usually drive three and sleep five, so that's that's okay yeah. for me, even though the sense it's a crazy logic, but <laughs> that's how I that's how I justify it to myself. It's like I bookend my driving and sleeping. So, so you said a couple times that you weren't organized. Like, what is it specifically that you're having trouble with organization or that you have seen? Is it like your time? Is it your materials? Is it your planning? Like all of that. The- yeah, honestly, all of that. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, and that, that narrows it down. <laughs> but it's really just because I'm moving. You know, it's like I'm like I'm yeah. hustling here, I'm hustling there, and uh, I I talked a little bit. I uh, started a company with Howard. Howard and I are going to make a product company. So a lot of the emails that were going unanswered, Howard is taking care of now because I have a couple of products in development, a couple of small licensing deals, and I was just letting them linger and like not doing anything about them because. I don't have the time. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the right deal is. And so now Howard is analyzing all of that. He's handling all of that. He's talking to my merchandise people, my person that handles my merch. Now they're talking, so I don't have to talk as so much. So like the way you guys hired editors, I just Howard and I just went into a partnership, and he's handling that. So that's been a, a good relief for me. And mm-hmm. you know, he I had no idea how much I made on my merch in the last 12 months. He knows the exact number now. 
And he's like, we got to triple that. And we got to do this. And we got to do more shirts. And we got to do better hats. And, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and then that, that's one thing. But I also am going to introduce, like, original products to the mix. Like the push stick and the ice pick. And, you know, just simple stuff that, that's going to be cleverly introduced through the videos. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm glad I have help with that organization. And then once I'm settled upstate, I think, I think I'll, be, I'll be able to get my own, my, my own groove back. Mm. What about you, David? Are you are you meeting your own expectations? In some areas, yes. Some areas, no. I think the quality of my videos, um, I'm meeting my expectations. I, I feel like the the videos I put out over the last like two three months have been my best videos. I think they have a good flow to them. I think they're entertaining. I think some of the uh, some of the projects, the subject matter of the video. I could be a little bit more creative with. I think I could come up with some more unique projects. I I I I think I'm doing something unique and different from everybody else, but I think I can take it to a the next level. And then some other things I'm just completely like not meeting my expectations as far as like my website stuff and some optimization stuff. Like I think my business would be doing better if I um if if I spent the time to fix the website, uh, work on some of how my older videos and descriptions and, and, and thumbnails and all that. And I just get overwhelmed with things to do. And I'm not in a position where I can hire somebody else to help me out right now. And so some things have to just get put on the shelf. Yeah. It's understandable. Um, yeah, for me, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I do think that I've noticed over the past several months, and I'm not sure if it's related to moving in preparation for that or not, but I do feel like I'm rushing through the videos a lot. Hmm. I feel like I'm so, like, I'm working so hard to try to get content out and get ahead, and I feel like I'm just, like, just, you know, going through them. And I'm not thinking so much about, like, well, what's a what's the most interesting way to show what I'm about to do? Yeah, It's like... Where can the camera fit in this room? Well, there's nothing in that two feet of floor right there. It can go right there. So I just like put it there and just like, you know, okay, focus, go. And I feel like I'm doing that. Whereas I used to think a lot more like, you know, what's the best way for me to transition from what they were just looking at to what they're about to look at. Mm -hmm. So I, I do want to make sure that I get back to that as a focus and maybe having more room will help with that. Maybe just having a different, you know, scene a different place will help that a little bit. I'll be forced to rethink how things look. Um, but I mean, I'm meeting my expectations as far as like the qua- the quantity of content. And I think the quality is still there, but I think I'm missing some of the, uh, the dynamic part of it. Like hmm. that, that makes it really, that can make it more interesting. Like, I don't know if it's ever been interesting or not, but <laughs> you know, like I think, some of the stuff that can make how it many subs? Just, how many subs do you have? Two billion. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think a I think lot of the things that can can make it interesting. I'm I'm not prioritizing. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's a little bit as I recognize that about myself. It's something I definitely want to uh, do a better job of. But yeah, I don't know. Having the move out of the way for all three of us is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll have a period of the dust settling. But then after that, I think it's going to be good for everybody. Yep. Yep. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely. 
sound like Rain Man. Definitely. 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 Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely dust settling. Definitely. <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, you guys want to hear one last thing, and because okay. we talked about it on Father's Day. My dad, I love my dad, and, and I wouldn't be where I am without him, but my dad always took a safe approach to everything. His dad is from, from the Depression era, so he always took a safe approach to everything. Get a job with benefits. You sure you want to go to art school? Go to art school, but also take the police test in case art doesn't work out. I said, mm. I would never be a policeman. That's just not in my, my makeup. I would rather sweep the floor than do that. That's just not what I would ever do. He's like, this one makes a great living. I know. I go, no, but that's what he likes to do. I said, I, it's not something I would like to do. So I grew up with this contention going back and forth. So my dad, when we were kids, he made this saying on a piece of wood, and we grew up in my house, in my kitchen. My brother even says talks a little bit about it in his comedy routine. My dad made the sign. It says, he who expects nothing ain't going to be deceived. And it wasn't until like one day me and my brothers would be sitting around dinner like 25 years later, and we're discussing that top, that, that saying. It's like... Don't expect anything and everything will be okay. Instead of like opening up your expectations or your, you know, your ambitions, open your ambitions, your expectations and try and go outside your comfort zone. So we grew up with that saying on the wall, he who expects nothing ain't going to be deceived. It's obviously very cynical. And my dad was a cynical. My dad is a cynical comedian in a way. So we always joke about that. Like when, like my brother John just did a great audition uh, we just did a big audition with a big, huge Hollywood movie star. It's probably not going to work out because the chances of those things working, it's like buying a scratch-off lottery ticket. But he did get the opportunity to do the audition. But we all have that in the back of our mind. Of like, he who expects nothing ain't going to be deceived. So it's like, whatever, I did it. It's Nothing's going to happen. So it's, it's just a, a, a funny thing that my hmm. dad kind of implanted that in us as kids unknowingly like he, to him he my dad would make all these silly quotes and put them on the wall and he was almost trying to be funny when he did that but you know that comes from a a place of like real insecurity so yeah uh that sign is in my garage and when i find it i'm going to hang it in the workshop <laughs> so nice he who expects I mean, nothing I, ain't going to be deceived i don't i mean expectations are not bad I don't think because no, they I don't drive, think, no, especially in yourself, they drive you to do something that you are not already doing, right? Because you're that's what I'm saying. It, it's like it, it opens your ambition up. Yeah, I, I think it, the big thing is not letting uh, where it can bite you is 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 being upset about the fact that those expectations weren't met in yeah. yourself or in others. Yeah. Right. Instead of going back and saying, "Okay, how can I approach the next opportunity differently, or the next chance at the same opportunity differently? How can I get a right. different result?" Instead of just being stuck in the mud, which some people I know are, they're stuck in the mud. They're like, oh, that didn't work out. Oh, my God. Now what am I going to do? Yeah, you know what? Forget it. Right. Yeah. Right. So. so I was telling this to somebody this weekend. I don't even remember the conversation or who it was or anything. But <clears throat> when I first started making videos, a lot of them were around wooden projects. And so a lot of people started watching my videos because... I was doing woodworking stuff in these projects, but I've never, ever, ever in my entire life claimed to be a woodworker because I don't think I am. I'm not good at it, right? It's just a thing that I do. It's like the most common material for me to make things out of. And so when I started doing other things, which was the plan all along, but when I started doing other things, people, I had a lot of comments that were like, go back to the woodworking projects, go back to furniture, go back to the stuff that you did when we first started watching. 
And I realized that unknowingly I had set their expectation for what all of my videos were going to be through repetition. I'd showed them woodworking, woodworking, woodworking. And so that's what they thought the fourth one was going to be. And so I realized at that point that I had to, I had to take control of the expectation of the audience. And so my way to do that was to set their expectation of not knowing what to expect. And I think I've done that. I like that. Like the whole goal of me jump and like I intentionally jump from woodworking to prop to metal. Like every week I try not to let it double up if I can so that they don't know what they're going to get. And I've, I've had a couple of comments lately that really like it's working. Mm. Like one of the comments, like I think two videos ago was something like, I love this channel because I never know what I'm going to get. And I was like, yes, I did it. That was the goal That's great. all along. That's a great and idea. it's shown off. So anyway, I, I say that just to encourage anybody else that is is running into that. Like if you want to branch out, do different types of videos, different whatever, and you're getting that blowback, you know, take control of of the expectation that you're putting out through what you create and and set it up for the people watching. You know, be in charge of it rather than letting them to a degree, as much as you can, instead of letting them kind of build that expectation for themselves. So, anyway, that's what I have to say about that. Put that on a sign. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Put that on a sign and read it. Yeah. Um, we. I, I want to point out really quickly that our subreddit for the podcast is doing well. Uh, we got a lot of people over there having conversation, and we ask for topics... I asked for topics. I don't know. You guys didn't. I asked for topics over there, and a bunch of people have left topic suggestions under it, and there's more coming in all the time. So uh, if you have ideas for the show and you want to go drop them over there, that would be awesome. And then there's also other conversations happening there as well. Very cool. Uh, Evan and Caitlin made us little, they're called Snooze. Have you seen these? Mm-hmm. They're the, the little character for Reddit, the little round head with the alien-looking dude. They Mine made, has a wiener dog. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> they made one for all three of us, and it's oh, really? got like our tools and our colors. Yeah, they're great. I gotta awesome. see that. Is it on one of the videos? Is it one of the channels? Is the channel? No, video? it's on. It's on Reddit. You have oh. to go over to. You actually have to go to Reddit to see it, Jimmy. How do I he find went, Reddit? Oh, <laughs> oh. How do he's I, like, I don't, I don't really care anymore. That's what, what is Reddit? Said. Tell me, explain Reddit again. <laughs> oh, and then another really cool thing. <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore you. The, another really cool thing is I that um, sure, okay. um, Eric. Oh, I think his name's Eric. I totally blanked. Made a bot for us that posts the new podcast episodes to Reddit. So if you want to comment on a specific episode every week, as soon as the show goes up, they show up on Reddit, and you can go over there and talk what? about them underneath. Isn't that cool? That's magic. Yeah. What? Really cool of him. What's Reddit? And he just did it. What is Reddit? <laughs> No wait, no, Joe, no. Obviously, I know Reddit this, but tell me the. Um, so I type in Reddit that that, and what is the 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 thing? Oh, the the yeah. I see. Um, <laughs> the Reddit. Uh, you can go a couple different ways. Reddit.com slash r slash making it podcast or making it podcast dot reddit dot com. Either one works, I believe. Oh my God. I could be wrong about oh that, God. but making it I feel like there are times <laughs> where you don't want to give the other person a choice. Just tell them the yeah, one thing. You know, that's true. How yeah. about I just give you a link, and then you can just click on the link. Does that work. Making, Either way, everybody else who's listening can go to makingapodcast.reddit.com. Dot com. Go check it out. 
Yeah. Jimmy's typing it on a typewriter. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> All right, send it away. Goes across new yeah. line. Um, uh, also, want to thank our Patreon supporters, and I, I keep meaning to do this at the beginning of the show because I really want them to know that we are thankful for them. Because I don't know who clicks away when we start talking about this stuff, but I hope that they know we are really grateful. Um, especially make build modify Evan and Caitlin who made the snooze and our moderators of our subreddit. Really cool of them. Jedediah Schultz and wise old Dal. but everybody over there. Super cool that you support us. And we're really grateful for it. Um, you know, I, we're kind of getting our head of ourselves. We didn't talk about what we've been watching. You want to do that? We can, we can. Do you ha- I don't ha- actually have anything, but I'll come up with something really quickly okay. if you have something. So, I, I don't have a video or a podcast or a book. I have a thing. It's a physical oh. thing. Oh. Can we get physical? Uh, feel free. Okay. I'll uh, stay over here. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, is that, is that uh, Let's Get Physical? Anyway, yes. I just got a DJI Spark drone. Holy oh. cow. It is so fun. Awesome. It is so cool. I know that drones are expensive, but this is a, this is a cheaper model. It's a smaller one, and it, apparently it's one of the easiest ones to fly. I had no problem. I've never flown a drone before, and I took it out to my, my dad's property yesterday and shot some footage, and it's so cool. It is, awesome. it is so much fun. And we were shooting a video today, and there was a, there was a little spot where we had to shoot the, uh, the finishing scene outside. We used the drone. And so I got to use it for business, and it's awesome. I like it. You'll start using that's it. Cool. They're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a little spark. The cool couple, I know we're running long, but a couple cool little features is you can control it without a controller. You can do gestures. You can tell it to go up, down. You can tell it to take a photo by doing certain hand things. You can make it follow you without, without a controller. How cool is that? That's pretty amazing. That's the future right there. It is. You want to know one That's of the crazy. expectations you should have is to do a firmware update every time you open it. That should be one of your expectations. <laughs> it's asking for one right now. It's funny. And it, I, I started it, I'm not even and it, it, was, it was like 10 minutes later, it was like 2%. Are you, I'm like, are you kidding me? I want to go fly. So. Yeah, totally. It's going to happen. Like, wow. You know, like when you're like laying down, and like you're like done with, a, if you did an edit, you're done, everything's uploading, you got nothing to do. You're like, maybe I'll go get Chinese food at one in the morning. What am I going to do with myself? That's when you do a firmware update because you're in your apartment. You're not going to fly it. And there's a chance you might fly it within the next five days, and then you won't have to do that 30-minute in the field firmware update in the wind while the sun's going away. You hmm. still might. Just so you know, you still might. You still might. Oh, Jimmy, you got anything? Uh, yeah, you know what? I've been watching because I was there and I experienced it myself, and it is an incredible place. The Artisans Asylum. I put it in a vlog during the Making oh, yeah. It 100 blog that we did in December, but recently Adam Savage has been there, so he did three videos from the makers, uh, from the Artisans Asylum in Boston, which is an incredibly huge, incredibly well-equipped makerspace, so if anybody's in the Northeast Boston area, check out the video on Tested, there's three videos about the Artisans Asylum, and uh, Adam's checking out and hanging out and doing all the same, touching all the same tools I touched and uh, but he he took a lot. He he made three full dedicated videos. I did a five minute thing in one of my my vlogs about it. So check out the Artisans Asylum. It's it's one of the the most well equipped uh, maker spaces I'd ever been to. Awesome. Yeah, it looked pretty incredible. Um. So for me, uh, the eclipse is coming up. The big super eclipse thing uh, in August. 
and I had a couple conversations about it this weekend. And so I wanted to get everybody pointed toward the Smarter Every Day video about the eclipse. It's Destin. He does awesome videos. He explains everything super well and is just really excited about the things that he talks about. So it's kind of infectious. So I want to link to that, and everybody needs to go check it out. So that you have time to plan, I'm doing that now, so that you have time to plan to be in a place to get the best view of it. Because hmm. my understanding is that when if you're in like the correct, like in the path of the totality, I think is what they call it, then at one point it will look like a 360-degree sunrise. Like overhead is black, but there's sunlight on every side. That's kind of crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, go watch that video. Yeah. That's what I got. I feel like I had something else I was going to recommend, too, and I don't remember what it was now. Were you going to recommend my Keys Wallet phone song that you got to hear? That That's what it was. How'd you know that? <laughs> yeah, I actually got to hear David sing his little song for Keys Wallet phone in the field. It wasn't practice. He just did it, and I was like, hey, was that your song? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only only two fun. people have heard it. Is that by it the Backstreet awesome. Boys originally? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh. Well, um, we've blabbed long enough. We have. We have. I'm hungry, cool. guys. Yeah, me too. It's dinner time. Um, uh, just one last thing. We're not going to have a show next week. Yes. In case you are wondering, we are taking a week off because David and I are both moving and Jimmy needs more time. So <laughs> we're going to take a week off. <laughs> That's it. I love time. He loves time. <laughs> we can cool. end it right See you guys there. next week. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Click. Stop.